The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The disciples of John came to Jesus, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. The Gospel of the Lord. So as we are in the beginning of this season of fasting and penance, uh, the gospel today tells us about the intention that must underlie our fasting so that it does not become something that is displeasing to the Lord. Even these things which are there as gifts to us from God, this type of season of fasting and penance, we can also misuse it. The ascetic life can sometimes lend itself uh, to pride in a very subtle way. People can become proud of how ascetic they are and therefore have undermined the very purpose that it is there for. Asceticism, fasting, penance, these things are made to humble the heart, not to elevate it. And so what we see in the first reading is this type of pride that has come. We have fasted and you have taken no knowledge of it, the people say to God. They are fasting in order to manipulate God in a certain sense. And the Lord is saying to them, but there is no love, there is no charity that underlies your fasting. Isn't this what I desire, the Lord says? Isn't this what I call acceptable? To loose the bonds of wickedness? To undo the thongs of the yoke? To let the oppressed go free? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? To bring the homeless and the poor into your house? To cover the naked? These are the things that must underlie our fasting as well. Fasting with acts of charity and love. But also that call to humility, to humble ourselves to the very purpose of fasting. We make ourselves hungry in terms of bodily food so that we might, as one of the commentators says, become hungry for God. As we deny ourselves the things that are physical, it awakens in us spiritual desire. A lot of people come to me as a priest when they're asking advice on things in terms of the spiritual life. But one of the things that you hear often is that they might say, Father, I don't even really have the desire to read Scripture or the desire to pray. That is God's gift. St. John of the Cross calls this desire for God one of God's greatest gifts. And the way in which we can dispose ourselves to receive this gift is by fasting from other things to show the Lord that we are trying in, an, in a poor attempt on our own part to dispose ourselves to receive this gift for hunger for God, that we might desire him. St. John the Baptist, he fasted in the wilderness so that he might have a heart and a mind that was always watchful for the coming bridegroom, always watchful for God. And so, as the commentators say as well, is that fasting is what orientates us towards God's advent, God's coming to us. 
So as we hunger for him through our bodily fasting, we become more desirous for the word of God. As scripture says, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so we deny ourselves, in a certain sense, earthly bread, that we might hunger for heavenly bread. And as we hunger for Christ, that manifests itself in our life, in the ways in which we desire the word, we long for him, both in the scriptures, but also in his presence in the blessed sacrament. Our fasting should orientate us towards the bread of life, which is Christ himself, as he speaks to us through the scriptures and as he comes to us in the blessed sacrament. Our fasting should cause an intensity of desire for him. Very often it is hard for us to give up earthly bread, but it is sometimes all too easy for us to give up heavenly bread. How often do we put aside our daily scriptural meditations? How often do we put off coming to see the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament? It becomes too easy for us. And yet it is very difficult for us to give up earthly food. We struggle. It's difficult. And yet the more that we do the one, the more that we become desirous of the other. And so the more that we deny ourselves in the one, the more that we desire to become filled with the other. And so that is the purpose of our fasting, a fasting that is underlied with love, that is animated by love, and that is oriented towards love himself. The Lord says, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? Our fasting is to turn our hearts towards the bridegroom, this wedding feast. We fast so that we may feast. We go hungry so that we may be satisfied by the word of God. This is such a beautiful image that the Lord is giving here to those who are asking the question. And he shows the intimacy of life that he desires for those who follow him. It is no longer simply teacher and disciple. It is the friends, if you will, of the bridegroom. It is the sons in the Greek, it says, the children of the wedding chamber. Can the wedding guests or can the children of the, wedding, of the wedding chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? He is the fulfillment of the desires that awaken in us when we fast. And so this wedding feast that we are called to, as the church fathers point out, is threefold. The wedding that we celebrate when we orient our hearts towards God is first and foremost the espousal that happens between the Holy Spirit and Our Lady, the fruit of which is Christ himself. It is also Christ himself that is the wedding feast. It is the union of the divine and the human nature in Jesus. But it is also the feast of him giving himself to his church that in this wonderful sacrament of the Eucharist, the bridegroom gives himself to the bride, that the two might become one and be fruitful in love and in charity. And so it is this feast that we turn our hearts towards during Lent, that we hunger more for this feast, and that we turn our, ourselves away in fasting and penance, animated by love from other things for this purpose. Amen.